Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. discussing the Stanford rapist and how do you approach your children and chores and maybe another topic or two if we have time. But first, let me explain to you how this show works works for those who may be new to it. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. 
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 605 starts right after a word from The Crystal Show. It's Wild Thing, and you tuned in to the hottest show on the globe, The Crystal Show. I might get your song played on the radio station. I might get your song played on the radio station. The Crystal Show is back with great new musical artist interviews, great author interviews, get crystallized celebrity buzz, and all of the funny, entertaining insights that you have grown to love about The Crystal Show. Let's not forget about our great segment from a pimp's perspective with Eminem himself. Stream the podcast that will air every Thursday and Saturday. Hit subscribe on thecrystalshow.com to stay up to date on the newest podcast. See you there, baby. Hi, this is Aaron Anderson of the Marriage and Family Clinic at RelationshipRx.net, and you're listening to the Talk to Q radio show, No Experts, Just Opinions. First of all, I definitely have to mention, and we'll cover this on tomorrow on Zone Coverage. I have um, the Young Brothers coming back on to discuss, uh, to celebrate the life of one Muhammad Ali, who was my first favorite athlete. Um, He passed away over the weekend, and I mean, Ali has been battling Parkinson's disease since uh, like 1984, and it's taken a toll on his body. And, you know, it's just one of those things that this time around, you kind of felt like it would be a little difficult for him to overcome. Yet, the man is a fighter. They said his heart beat for 30 minutes after all of his other body functions ceased. So that's kind of, um, you know, uh, ironic considering, well, not ironic, but that's kind of an example of just what type of person he was and what type of fighter or survivor, if you want to call him, he was. So we'll discuss uh, the life of Muhammad Ali on tomorrow's show on Zone Coverage with the Young Brothers, so be sure to tune in for that. All right, in the meantime, let me go to the phones, to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black, the Buckster. What's happening, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well. How are you? Uh, glad to be back and you know, um, be back. We spent uh, last week in, in uh, 
in the in the great state of Wisconsin. Yeah. We uh and we stayed up there for a week and now we're back in Pensacola. It was a good week up there, great weather. Uh, really enjoyed myself up there, but you know, back in Pensacola in the Emerald Coast and you know, glad to in the tropical storm missed us, so we happy. <laughs> cool, man. Cool, man. All right, glad you made yeah. it back up, got up there and back safely. Yeah. All right. To the Motor City of Detroit, I go to welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's happening? Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. How's everything going on your end? Yeah, it's fine. You know, life. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Crystal. What's up, And I will What's go up? to the 501 area code, the natural state of Arkansas. So welcome on Amy. Amy, what's going on? Soul touching, man. How are y'all doing? Doing well. Hey, and we'll go ahead and kick things off. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Toski Radio Show. All right. It looks like affluenza has struck again. Uh, the father of a swimmer at the University of Stanford, who was sentenced to only six months in prison for three felony counts of sexual assault, said that he thought his son's prison sentence was too harsh. Brock Turner, 20 years old, was convicted of three felonies, including sexual assault, with the attempt to rape after he assaulted an unconscious woman. He faces, well, he did face up to 14 years in prison, but the judge sentenced him to only six. And um, the judge said that he thought that prison time would have a severe impact on him, quote, unquote. But now everyone's upset about something the father said. Brock Turner's father said that his son has already paid a steep price for 20 minutes of action. And he talked about his son's depression and anxiety. He's lost his appetite and all of that. So, We'll get to that in a moment, but Crystal, let me start with you on this first. How many years in jail should the convicted 20-year-old Stanford rapist Brock Turner be serving, in your opinion? Well, he should definitely be serving, you know, the full extent of the law, no. um, if not more than that, you know. I mean, I think it's ridiculous. And I, this, I mean, this, this is why women do not – even say anything and what's so crazy about it is that this guy was caught in the act this is what I don't understand this is not even a he said she said what most women have to go through Um, but instead someone caught him doing this to her and she still you know is not going to get justice I mean this is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard of in my life and I don't even think this this right here shouldn't even be legal. What happened to mandatory? You know, like there's nothing you can do but to give him X amount of years mandatory. What happened to that? I mean, it's an open and shut case. What the fuck? So you know what? Now I think what should happen 
is that her loved ones, her father or whoever else, or maybe herself, could fucking get to fucking kill his ass. Yeah, send all your emails to trinity0267 <laughs> at gmail.com. Because fuck that shit. Motherfuck that at that. Fuck it. Amy, what's your two cents on it? Um, How many years do you think <clears throat> that he should have gotten? I mean, like Crystal said, he was caught in the act. Um, he assaulted her behind a dumpster. And um, he got six months. You know, this is my worst fear. hard on him. This is my worst fear as a mother with a daughter going off to college this fall. This fall, my my worst fear, my worst fear for my for as a mother and and for my child. This father sounds like an egotistical maniac. He's paid a steep price. Okay, what steep price did he pay? Um, he's not going to get to go to college now. He ruined his future. Uh, you know, what does he mean by he paid a steep price? Um, because whether the kid does six months in jail or whether he does six years in jail, um, he's never going to be able to go to college. He's going to be bagging groceries at, at a supermarket somewhere. Because he screwed up, um, you know, and and these kids, they've got to realize that there's consequences for their actions. Okay. And, Buck, what do you think? How many? How much time she has gotten? The maximum of 14 years. Uh, I think he should have gotten the maximum of 14 years. I mean, this is just uh... – it's retarded to assault a woman and only get six months. And, you know, it's father to speak out and say that, you know, he's already paid his dues. He hasn't paid his dues yet. Um, this happens too much in this country where, you know, guys are taking advantage of women and, you know, using them as sexual objects. And that's not the case. Um, you know, if we, you know, if, you know, if she says no, it means no. And then, you know, to have something like this happen and then, you know, the father speak out and have the judge on, you know, the judge kind of on the side of the father in some ways, you know, the only, you know, sends him six months. He should have got the maximum time. There has to be a line drawn in this country on things of this nature. And, you know, it's just, you know, six months is just not enough time um, in this instance. So, you know, I, I feel he should have got the maximum amount. Okay. And be registered, and be registered as a sex offender, for that matter. All right. King um, King Mer- Merriweather chimed in on Twitter. And he said, whatever the average is, is what he should receive. And I know it's more than six months. Andre from Tampa chimed in. He said, max allowed, especially since he was convicted. There are folks with lesser crimes who are getting more time. And let me go to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, and welcome on the show, Enforcer Ray. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, you. How you doing, mate? Doing Amy, well, nice brother. How you doing? Place. How you heard it in a while? I'm doing pretty good. Hello. Hello. Okay. And, Ray, what's your opinion of the judge who gave convicted rapist Brock Turner just six months 
in jail because he wanted to prevent having a severe impact on him? Um, I don't know the details of it, but I mean, if he committed rape, then I think he should actually do more time. Let me catch but, you up right quick. Um, Let, okay. What happened is um, there was a party, and there were, I think, two guys walking down the street, and they caught him raping a woman. She was unconscious behind a dumpster. So I guess the guys, you know, got him off of her and called the police, and he was convicted of rape, and he only got six months uh, because the judge said that he didn't want to severely impact his future. Well, I mean, I feel a little different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, if you didn't if you didn't jump out of bush, in my opinion, you should not do a severe amount of time in jail because you got to ask yourself if you're an adult. Or even worse, if you're a minor, why are you so drunk or you so high that you're intoxicated and you don't know where you are? Now, once it gets to that point, it's just like this. And it always sounds bad when a girl says, oh, I was raped, I was this, I was that. Uh always sounds bad. But you imagine if you had a son or you had a, a daughter and your son has a dorm room, and he invites some girls over, and everybody's drinking. You know how it is. You're young. You drunk too much. You want to lay down a little bit, and you lay down. Now, granted, girl could have been all on you and everything else, and then the next day there's regret there. I don't believe you do 20 years on something like that. Now, she mm-hmm. never knew the girl from Adam. They didn't party together. He just saw her laying down on the street. And he stripped the clothes off her and raped her. That's something totally different. But as far as her getting drunk and intoxicated, it's her word basically against his. Now, a lot of people don't like that, but ask yourself why is the young lady so under the influence that she had to pass out in the first place? That it really, don't matter. She's, she's intoxicated. Get out. She's unconscious. Listen. Listen, if, if, now let me ask you this, Crystal. It if, it were your, if, if it were your it son, would matter. you want him to do 20 years behind that? Yes. If, yes. if it were your if it was your son yes. and he yes. looked you in your eyes and said, Ma, yes. I did not do it. I don't give a fuck. They caught him. Yeah, you my say that son. now. My son, two people walked by, caught him. Yeah, he was calling this woman who was unconscious. Send his motherfucking ass to jail forever. Sound like he going to me? It don't matter. No, he ain't going nowhere. He is going. He he going for six months. Six months. He going for six months. Let me see what can happen to him in six minutes. He should get his ass raped and killed. Hold it. Hold it. Under any other circumstances. It don't if matter. If you are drunk or you're high or under it the influence. It doesn't airport, matter. If you get behind oh the God, wheel. It doesn't matter. It does matter. No, it doesn't I mean, matter. It does That's matter. the whole point. But let, let yeah. me clarify. That's the whole point. Let me clarify. Okay, now, I'm, I'm this, stopping. She wasn't, stopping. This wasn't a situation where she was in a dorm room or anything like that. He raped her behind a dumpster. So from from it what I understand, this this might have been a yeah, You know how it goes right. when you in college. You have a sex in cars, on balconies, 
on the pool tables. You know how it goes. I'm just looking at it on both sides. Now, if he hit the woman in the head or he choked her out or something like that, he should be behind bars. But if somebody just gets too drunk, I tell you what, if you were so drunk and you passed out mm-hmm. and a girl gave you head, is y'all going to put her in jail? Is y'all going to put her in jail? And I don't know. I mean, technically that is rape, but I don't know of any judge that would do that. Listen, now, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating rape whatsoever. If a guy jumps out of a bush, he strangles a woman, he knocks her down, he chokes her, they should put him in jail for whatever the the, the situation is, 20 years or whatever. But if your acquaintance is your boyfriend and girlfriend and she says she drunk too much and she says she drunk and don't remember the next day, if you don't remember, how can you lock somebody up and you don't remember what happened? You can believe all you want. You don't know what happened. <laughs> oh, my God. I know you're serious. This is why this saddens me so much. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm you're not alone. This is why so many women do not come out. They do not yeah. say anything they, they because come, of this. They, they are coming forward. They are coming forward. But you cannot lock people up if you're intoxicated or you're it under the influence of illegal drugs. You cannot do that. Now, people want to do that. And, and don't get me wrong, you women are really, they really turn in the tide. Now, I said the guy's know she was intoxicated. How do you know she was intoxicated? He could have beat her ass and knocked her out. You don't that know ain't that. that. Hey, that ain't what they said. They didn't charge him with assault. How do you know? You just said you don't, know, you don't know the details more. of the case. They didn't. Listen, well, you tell me, what else was he charged with? Was he charged with manslaughter? Was he not charged with assault? Be killing not sexual uh, assault. No, manslaughter can be if you beat somebody's ass. That's that's assault. Uh, what he was, was charged he charged with? with? Tell, tell I have a question. Three felony counts of sexual assault is what I see. Uh, I'm trying to see if there are any more details than that, but three felony counts of sexual assault. But go ahead, um, Amy. Okay, Buck brought up um, him uh, being uh, registered as a sex offender, and, you know, I was thinking about that, too. Um, the judge said he didn't want to impact his his, his future too much. Okay, um, why is he not being, why will he not have to, why is there not been anything said about him being a registered sex offender? Because they don't let registered sex offenders um, back into college. So um, his future is pretty much over. He's going to get whatever two-bit job he can get, I would think. And six months? Hell, that's county time. You know, that's well, that's time wanna, you do in county. You, and and why and and I would he will he even go to an actual prison? And if he does, I will bet you a dime to a donut he does every bit of it in PC. Exactly. Exactly. But, exactly. but when you have when you have cases like Jonathan Banks, if you don't know who Jonathan Banks is, he's a football yeah. player in California. The girl lied 
and she sued the school and got a lawsuit and everything else. The guy lost his football career, and he went to jail for five, six years or however long he went. And they caught her on tape admitting that she lied about the whole thing. Now, what are you supposed to do for a guy like that? Are you supposed to just give him some money and say we're sorry? After you've been probably beaten in prison and attacked and everything else? Yeah, no, because, because she, she, she should have been punished. She should have been sent to jail. Can hear both of y'all talking at the same time? It's the same time. thing if someone kills somebody and they went to prison and they get out, and what are you going to do? You give them money. And, I mean, no, what, what no, else no. can you do? Oh, so that's you are all right you, with that. That's the way you apologize. I mean, what else can you do? Or right, so you are all right with that. With giving no, them I'm not. I'm well, not. Crucify me, but I'm not. a crime that he, could, he did not commit, and based on somebody's words saying that, oh, he raped me. Are you okay with the guy serving time, losing his career, losing the football scholarship, no, of course not, not being able to go to the NFL? Are you okay not. with I, No, I don't agree with that because there are too many women who actually do get raped, and women like that who, who claim that someone raped them just because they're pissed off ruins what happens to real women who yeah. actually do get raped. And let me get in, because those things happen. I mean, I understand that not everyone who's accused of rape is raped, but we're talking about this particular case. All right, now okay. I, I read up. I read up some more on it, and it did say that she she was drinking that night. She did admit that she was drinking, um, but she said she did not know him because when she regained consciousness, she was uh, at the hospital, and they had to tell her that she had been raped. Um, so after they, I guess, identified or showed her pictures of who the person was, she did not know him. Uh, let's see if I can figure out what else happened. Uh, let's see. She said her, her bra was pulled out of her dress, dress pulled over her shoulders, up by her waist, and she was butt naked all the way down to her boots. And so they didn't mention that. I'm still reading a little bit on it. But, uh, yeah, he he says that he did not rape her. He He said that it was consensual. So that he's still um, sticking to his story, even despite the convention. The, excuse me, the conviction. And but let me, and then let me ask you a question: How did she get to the dumpster if she was so in, intoxicated? She don't even remember getting over there. He, he drove her. her and he took her there. What do you mean? How did he she get on, there? Man. Quit, quit playing. I don't know. It doesn't mention if he was at the party or not. It doesn't mention if he was there or not. And this is what I'm saying. All the young ladies out there, they are guys who are predators, just like they're females who are predators. But when you drink alcohol and you get so intoxicated, because these cases go on, when you go to college, every parent should talk to their kids about being responsible. Because you get behind the wheel and you drunk that much alcohol, you're going to jail no matter who you are, male or female. But, only, but you you as a female, you're not responsible for controlling your liquor. If this guy is 20 and if she is underage, she should automatically be charged with something because he was intoxicated. She's 23. 
she she's was 23. 23. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she's okay, so what, you're, what you're saying is, not, is not that if she is unconscious, drunk, whatever, and she is stumbling, trying to make her way wherever she passes out, then she is free game. Anyone can come along and do whatever they want to to her, and it turns I'm saying, I'm saying that you cannot lock people so up. He, this is like the goddamn purge. He, he, he has, he has a, a law now that he can sleep with and, and screw whoever he wants to as long as they, you know, they're drunk, so therefore they have opened themselves up to anything to be done to them. And, no, you know, they, so this is, this is a free-for-all this, now. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you are not responsible and you do not be uh, be aware of your surroundings and you are intoxicated, we cannot put young men in jail for 20 years and you do not remember what happened yourself. That's well, let me I'm tell you what I would do. I would tell all young girls to pack a gun, and if anyone looks at you cross-eyed, then you shoot them. Then you say, oh, I'm sorry, he shouldn't have looked at me that way. You know, hey, that was his fault for hey, being a that, idiot. That's that's what y'all pushing for. That's what y'all pushing for. Oh, yeah. No, that's what you are pushing for. That's what you're pushing for. Okay, now you don't want people, right? We want we want everything going one way. Yeah, that, no, I'm no, that's I'm no, that's why. Right. I'm equal. If you can okay. do whatever you want to me, then I get to do whatever the fuck I want to you. Let me ask you this, because all that cursing shit don't mean nothing to me. It don't mean shit to me. Let, let me let me ask you this: If a girl say your son did something and your son say he I didn't do it, who you I gonna believe? I don't myself. Who you gonna I don't believe? Raise rapists, and who I don't you gonna believe? Who are you who gonna, gonna believe? I'm gonna punish him ass. Oh, don't sound like this kid had too good of a role model to begin if you with. Believe somebody over your son? That's terrible. Who are you going to believe? Are you serious? If I know, if this is my son in this situation where someone sees him raping somebody else, I guarantee you I will not be on his side. It will Listen. never happen. He is no longer my son, and he can rot in fucking prison. Do you understand so me? What, 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 did you, what did they see happening? If a, anybody knows if you're drinking too much, okay, fellas, let me ask she you. She doesn't question. deserve it. I don't it, give a it, fuck. Have, I don't have, you care. Been, have, you, have, have you been drinking too How much? How dare alcohol? you? How dare a person say that just because someone is drunk and intoxicated, that anything can happen to them and it's okay because it's their fault? You're supposed to have the responsibility of yourself to say, I'm going to leave this person alone or I'm going to maybe give them some help. When you were younger, you had your own crib or you had a roommate. How many times have you been drinking and you drunk too much you couldn't even have sex with the girl? You fell asleep. <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> I don't what? have much of a drinker, so I, I've never been drunk fell before. Asleep. Buck, you want to comment? Buck, are you there? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. You wanted to comment on what he said? You asked him again, right? I'm seeing Um, how many times have you drunk too much and you planned to have sex with the girl, but you fell asleep because you had too much to drink. And you bro. y'all just fell asleep. No, bro. Look, I, I know there are people out there that 
get intoxicated and stuff like that. But even if you're intoxicated, in my opinion, you you know you're responsible for your own actions. And and for people to respond, right, people that fall into a trap saying that you're not responsible for your own actions. Okay, if you get a DUI, they don't say, hey, uh, you know, they they know you, if you get behind the wheel and drink and drive, you're responsible for your own actions. The exact same thing applies if you out there, you know, female says no, and your ass get up in there, and you go ahead and take take it, and she say no. You are responsible for your own actions. You have to pay the price. So you, I, I disagree with you on, you know, as far as that, you know, paint, you know, I understand that there's women out there to try to trap these guys, but it's up to me as a parent. I have a son, and I, you know, I have three of them, and I've told all three of them, do not put yourself in a situation where, you know, you didn't have too much to drink and you take advantage of a woman. Because I said, I'm not going to bail your ass out of jail. There ain't no get out of jail creek card when you do that shit. You on your own. You stand there until you get out. You know, if you register as a sex offender, that's it. And all three of them know it. And we as parents have to teach that, whether the rules are for the guys or not. It doesn't matter. Bottom line of it is we as guys, as fathers, have to teach our sons to respect women. And if we don't respect women, we're going to, you know, regardless of whether they're trapped into it or whether they take advantage of it, they're responsible for their actions. And best thing to do is not get tied up in a situation like that. But if you fool around and, take, you know, take advantage of women, you got to pay the price, bottom line. Now, let me give you some more information on this. Um, it does say that he was at the party. So he, he, he was there. Um, it doesn't explain how they left the party. It says that when the two people saw him on top of her and they asked what he was, do- what he was doing, he took off running. Uh, so they had to catch him. That's good. So I, I know, that doesn't help his case either. But, nope. uh, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, of course, there's going to be a lot that we're not going to know about because she doesn't remember and He's only going to say, you know, what he wants to say as well. Now, he said that at no time did I see she was not responding. If any time I thought she was not responding, I would have stopped immediately, even though she wasn't conscious when um, the people arrived. And I don't know exactly what one of the witnesses saw. It said one of the witnesses, both guys, I'm guessing, from what I read, one of the witnesses said that it looked so bad that he was crying. Um, I don't know. I mean, and, and, I mean, wow. I, I, I understand. All of that. I understand looking at it from both point of views. I, I, I really do, and I, I think that you have to do your due diligence and look at it from both point of views. But this, this is a lot of damning evidence. I, I don't see any way this is not right. Based on and even even if it wasn't, the judge thought it was, but he only gave the guy six months because he didn't want to severely affect his future. So regardless of if it happened or if it didn't, why does this guy only get six months? If he gets convicted of rape, why six months and not fourteen years? So is it a fact that the judge didn't believe he did it? Is it a fact that this is an example of? Um, um, affluenza white or, or white privilege or something of that nature. So let me go. Let's see. Let me go back to Amy. And 
Amy, well, hold on. First of all, Amy, let me ask you about his dad. Um, his dad said that his that his son's jail sentence was a steep price to pay for 20 minutes of action. So what are your opinions of his dad? Well, that's what I said a while ago. <clears throat> you know, um, this guy obviously didn't have the greatest role model in the world um, to go by. You know, to uh, not know any better than 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 what he did, um, because you know, evidently the dad, you know, doesn't seem to respect uh, respectful to women either. I mean, I, I I have to ask what the mother's thinking, but um, I don't, you know, I don't think that. Um, what he said, I think he has, you know, complete disregard for the whole situation. It's what it sounds like to me. I mean, that's just talk about a douchebag, man. That that's and hell, it's no wonder his kid did what he did. Okay, and um. Now, another thing is that Facebook has been removing memes of this convicted rapist, Brock Turner. And, Crystal, um, in your opinion, this is an example of maybe a white privilege, considering that there are a ton of memes of that show women as sluts and black people as thugs and Latino as, you know, thieves and all this other stuff. I really didn't see any of the memes, and I'm not sure what they were pertaining to. I mean, was, it, what was, this was guy, it just it against was, him? I've seen like two or three. One of them says, had the guy's picture, and it says, I'm Brock Turner. I'm a convicted rapist. I saw another one that was making fun of him. I can't remember what it said, but I've seen like two or three. But um, uh, from what I understand, Facebook has been removing them. Mm. Well, my opinion on that. Um, I mean, I'm not sure exactly why they would want to remove that. I mean, unless they are, you know, have some sort of policy against that type of, um, you know, something they're like dealing with rape or just a way of, you know, removing something that deals with racism or things of that nature um, or violence. So I don't know if it's something, you know, to do with that. Uh, I don't necessarily want to put it on white privilege as to why Facebook is removing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it probably has to do with, with, you know, one of their policies. I mean, there's you can't there's some things you can't post. They will remove and or delete you just like any other social media. Okay. So putting up racist remarks or um, racist things of remarks. that nature is very violent. You know, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, anything to do with you know something like the violence and, and you know, uh, um, quite yeah, a few world star hip hop fights. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I mean, that's totally disgusting to me. I don't know why that even gets to be aired, but whatever. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. All right, so um, Buck, the victim was drugged. Well, excuse me, I don't know if the victim was drugged or not, but the victim was right behind a dumpster, and yet the judge is considering the future of the convicted rapist, Brock Turner. Why do you think um, her future was not considered in when it came to sentencing? Well, 
not real sure. I mean, I, I mean, it's just this whole case is just freaking bizarre. Um, the judge need to be, in my opinion, need to be disbarred for making such a you know passive judgment on something like this when you know there's blatant evidence showing that you know this clown is guilty. But you know, it's just uh, not real sure. I mean, the, the girl. I mean, this is a this is a classic example of. I mean, the girl was taken advantage of. I mean, it's not, it's, there's no question about it. Um, doesn't matter whether she was inebriated or not. It's just the bottom line of it is this clown just took advantage of her while she was at, while she was passed out or whatever, or well, he may even knock out. Who knows? But he was definitely wrong in this instance, and you know it's just uh, it's unfortunate that her. I mean, this. I mean, we don't see too many cases like this. I mean, usually the, you know, you know, this is not this obvious that he. This, this kid screwed up, but it's just um, she's really sad. The whole damn case is sad. Okay, and um, let's see. According to little like they said, there were three felony counts uh, he was convicted of beyond reasonable doubt. So twelve jurors essentially gave thirty-six yeses uh, for unanimous guilt. And so he did get, you know, it, it wasn't a situation where he got off on any of the charges. Uh, from what it looks like, alcohol was was a factor, it looks like, for both of them. He had been drinking, too. It doesn't say if he was drunk or not, but he had been drinking. And, of course, you know, there's nothing wrong with drinking. Uh, that's not against the law. If you're a, of age, he wasn't of age. He was He was underage, so... He should not have been drinking, but he wasn't charged with that or anything. But, uh, yeah, so it looks like he's going to catch a break and do the six months. And I think he does have to register as a sex offender. I'm pretty sure his dad's going to fight that. And, uh, again, this is one of those things, like, like Amy mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of people have this healthy fear when it comes to college campuses. Because people do go to parties, people do drink, and things happen. And in the morning, you have to kind of sort it out with a he said, she said type of deal. Uh, This case, maybe not so much because, you know, like I said, there were witnesses that approached and the guy tried to run. So him running is almost like an admission of guilt. Even if he wasn't guilty, it doesn't look good. But it it appears to me that everything shows that um, what he did was was to her while she was unconscious. They did say it looked like she had been dragged behind the dumpster from what they show, even though he said that she was standing up at the time that he started um, uh, fingering her. He said that she was standing up and she fell, but there was some evidence that she had been dragged behind the dumpster. So, I, I mean, I don't feel sorry for this guy. I think he did it, personally. Um, and he got a light sentence, in my personal opinion. Uh, he he's old enough to know that what he did was wrong. He shouldn't have been drinking because he wasn't legally old enough to drink. So, um, I mean, there's a lot that goes to this case, and I think he really caught a break. As far as the judge, anyone have any comments on the judge? I mean, I think this judge is coming up for re-election. But they, are, they already have a petition with 240,000 signatures to get him removed. He needs to be removed. I mean, bottom line of it is he you know, you can't. It's too many. It's too many times that we've seen things like this happen, 
or the judges, you know, they make a mistake and they don't they don't pay the price. Um, this clown needs to be disbarred for this. I mean, this is a, a, I mean, honestly, you you just can't make these kinds of decisions. But it's it's more than that, in my opinion. The justice system has to be taken, and this it's, it's high time that the justice system needs to you know need to have some sort of committee or something to get the justice system equal on all on all you know on all levels. And this, I mean, you you can't make this decision and expect not to get some fallout from it. And you know, he he needs to lose his job, point blank, period. Um, it just it, it just piss poor judgment on the judge's part. Um, I mean, it's just that. Uh, I mean, unless something else comes out in this case, this is a case where we probably need to kind of keep a look look out of for the next few weeks and see if anything comes out. Um, uh-huh. Maybe the judge saw something that we didn't see. But as it stands right now, it's you know it just looks like a uh, piss poor judgment on the judge's part to make a decision like this when the maximum sentence is fourteen years. I just I mean, you know it, it just you know it really what it comes down to is like I said earlier, if you're a parent, you got sons. I mean this is something that needs to be instilled in them at an early age. You know seven, eight, nine, ten. You know, you need to be telling them on a constant basis. You got to constantly remind them because once puberty hits, you know they're gonna be getting, you know, getting interested in these women, and girls, and all this kind of stuff. And in today's time, it ain't like the good old days when you get away with it. You can't get away with that stuff no more. You have to, you know, your kids got to be on P's and Q's, and you know you can't, you know, you put your hand on a damn girl nowadays. You know they lie to say you raped right. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but these are things that that, that sons need to know. And you know, mothers and and fathers, you know, we got to make sure we do our job and make sure that you know we got to do our job. So therefore, these kind of things don't happen to our kids. And you know, and you know, they, you know, they have to be on top of things. So you don't want, you know, you don't want bad shit happen. It's just, a, it's just a fact of life. It is what it is. So we have to make sure that we do our job. So therefore, things like this don't happen. And you don't, you know, you don't take advantage of somebody, and then you get caught up in something like this. Okay. And Ray, you want to make a last statement before we move on to the next topic? Oh no, I mean, he he basically agreed with me and the ladies at the same time. But you know, it's cool. I respect it. Okay. And um, I just posted on my on my Facebook wall a letter that the the victim wrote. And uh, it's a pretty powerful letter that she wrote. She explained a lot of what happened. And um, she even said she was upset at herself for maybe drinking too much and underestimating her tolerance. And, I mean, she was very honest in in her letter. Um, And she gave a lot of information on what happened. It's it's pretty good. I think everyone should read it. And uh, she basically offers her support to other women out there. Um, so it's pretty interesting. So go check it out. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinion. And um, there's a lady who works in my building, and uh, she works with the cleaning crew. Now this, she's an older lady. She was chastising a younger employee about talking to one of the people in the building. Now, the young employee had asked um, another lady 
where she got her hair done. And after a brief conversation with that lady, the older woman approached her, the young worker, and told her, and I, I overheard this myself, quote, you don't conversate with them. And by the way, conversate's not a word. It actually should be conversed, but that's what she said. She said, you don't conversate with them. You say good evening and you keep working. Don't bother these people, end quote. Now, I'm a people person. I speak to everyone from the janitor to the highest-ranking person I encounter. So, uh, Ray, I'll start with you on this. If you are, quote-unquote, the help, should you not engage in one in conversation? I mean, why do you think the older lady told her that? Well, because I know uh, with a lot of people, um, things can go too far. And uh-huh. if you dare to do a job and you work for a company, you really shouldn't be getting too personal. See, to me, say hi and how you doing and goodbye and stuff like that, there's nothing wrong with that. But uh-huh. when you start talking about what you're doing on the weekend and all this other kind of stuff, it can be a bit much. Now, I think sometimes you have to limit things because things do go too far. I mean, you have people that want to talk for, I've seen the broom stop moving for 15 minutes while somebody is talking. You know what I mean? But I don't uh-huh. think you have to be mean about it, but I do think that you do have to have some sort of boundary there. Okay. And Amy, what do you think? Do you think that um, she was telling her not to talk to the help, not talk to the people there because you know, she didn't want her to stop working. Do you think it's because uh, she felt like maybe she wasn't worthy of speaking to them? I mean, how do you think it sounded to you? Yeah, it kind of it kind of sounds sounds like maybe you know they're the, they're the cleaning crew. They're they're there to clean those office buildings, and they're not there to fraternize with the CEO of the company, but even if I'm scrubbing the toilets, you know, if the CEO um, says, um, you know, oh, um, I really like your hair. Where'd you get your hair done or or whatever? Hi, how are you doing today? You been doing all right? You know, I mean, if they want to engage in conversation with you, then engage in conversation with them. It's rude not to. Um, you and and you shouldn't feel like you're less than them because they're the boss or they're the CEO or and you're just the, the cleaning crew help. Um, unless this person just kind of wants to run her crew like a. a You know, like a tight ship, you know, and let's get in here, let's get this done, let's let's move on, you know. Mm -hmm. No time for talking, we got business to do here. You're here to do a job. You're not here to make friends or talk shop. Some people are just like that. And, Buck, what do you think, man? Um, This is, I mean, just from what I, I witnessed, I couldn't really tell her intent. I just thought it was kind of odd the way she said it. I mean, because she was pretty stern with her. Uh, do you think it's just a matter of get the job done and, you know, get out of there so they can leave? Because, you know, with most cleaning crews, 
the sooner you get finished, the sooner you can go home. Exactly. I mean, it could have been that, or she could have been could have been irritated because the people were actually talking to the to the person instead of talking to her. So it could have been a variety of things, but um, in any event, you know, the person was still working. He was just, you know, it's good to conversate with people when they pass by and things. You might learn something. You may deprive yourself of something, you know, a great, great human experience of some sort. So bottom line of it is, I mean, I, I really think the person that said something was kind of out of line a little bit. So, um, you know, I know the cleaning crew's got to, you know, got to get out at a certain time, but if they conversate and then they stop you, Working, I don't see what the problem is. And Crystal, I'll let you have the last word on it. Um, well, I don't really see it as rude or anything. Um, mm-hmm. what I, to me, what it sounds like is that this. Um, usually, cleaning crews, they are the one is the boss. Is, is a lot of times they're the owner of the company because um, they've started uh, cleaning. Um, uh-huh. But otherwise, like, you know, they could just be the manager or whatever. But they may have had an issue in, in the past okay. with um, people kind of lackadaisically just kind of going around, you know, thinking they can hee-haw with someone and maybe something came up. Uh, a lot of times policies are putting, put in place because of things that have happened. So they said, okay, now we gotta we got to tighten up on this um, to make sure this doesn't occur again. And... With the cleaning crew, I'm sure that people appreciate the people who work there because it's a contract. It's usually not that they don't work for the company. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is for them to get in and get out and be unseen, especially if there's, like, people who are working overtime and, you know, they're after five and they kind of run into the cleaning crew or whatever, um, so they just want them to respectfully get in. If, yeah, if someone says – Hi, then yeah, you say hello. You don't be rude, but keep it moving. You know, don't stand uh-huh. and have a conversation with them, um, because the, the purpose is to get in and get out without, you know, interrupting the workflow. So maybe she was stern, maybe because, or maybe it sounded that way to you or to whomever, um, just because you know she was in business mode. She's like, no, 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 let's go. Let's keep keep going. And maybe she already had this conversation. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, to to her crew. You know, just just let's get in, let's do the work and let's get out. Um and let's not interrupt them. That's the whole key because that is more of the um the whole idea of the crew because they get they get complaints from like uh, somebody maybe somebody stole something or re- rearranged something or they didn't do this or whatever. Um so they just want to make sure that they keep their contract so they don't want to, you know, cause any problems. So the best thing to do is just do your job and keep moving. So I don't see anything wrong with what she did. Okay. And like I said, I don't know this lady's intent um, when she said that. But uh, it just the way she said it, I was wondering, like, is this coming from a place of, you're trying to just get done for the night or this coming from a place of you're saying she's not good enough to speak to people. So I really couldn't tell when I heard it, but I uh, thought I ran it by you. I thought it was pretty interesting. And three, four, seven, two, zero, two, zero, two, one, five is the number. Press one. If you want to chime in last topic, I'll bring up 
is, you know, in most ha- most everyday households, kids have chores to do around the home. So it's like, how do you get your kids to do their chores? And Crystal, I'll go back to you on this first. Do you, well, I know your kids are grown now, but did you ask your children, did you even say please to get them to do something or did you just tell them to do it? I just tell them to do it. You want to know why I'm telling you to do it? Because I'm telling you to do it. Just do it. Don't ask me any questions. Just do what the fuck I tell you to do. Thank you. So will you please, please do what the fuck I just told you to do? Thank you. Well, at least you said please. <laughs> this is not a democracy here. Okay. Amy, how do you feel? You say please um, or ask the children to do chores. Quentin, mm-hmm. my kids are the queens of we are not doing chores. I have begged, borrowed, stole, blackmailed, tried to pay, screamed, yelled, cried, you name it. Did my kids. <laughs> I didn't hear that. <laughs> all that was but, all but <laughs> all but crystal uh and uh yeah that that is a hopeless battle a hopeless battle and you just get sick of it you just get tired of it and I just finally shut up because I was just wasting my breath. <laughs> uh-uh. She sounds defeated. But you're a parent. What about you? Yeah. Other than that, other than that, I mean, uh, that, you know, like Shaughnessy still lives at home. She's a great student and on her way to college. All that's great, but won't clean her fucking room to save her damn life. <laughs> Buck, what's your what's your two cents, Buck? Yo. Oh, well, I really have no comment on it. I, I think everybody's pretty much said what needs to be said on that to, you know, justify it. But it just, I'm just leave it at that. Y'all leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> Translation. He didn't hear the question. Let me go to to the 910 area code, the Tar Heel State of North Carolina, but making his way out of Big Spring, Texas. I'll bring on the man that plays the doctor on the radio, Dr. Bobby Willis. What's happening, sir? What's going on? What's happening? Bobby, do you say please to your children or ask them to do their chores, or do you just tell them to do it? And if so, why? No, I don't. I don't ask please. I don't, I don't do none of that because, um, you know, when I cook and I set that plate down, I don't say please come eat. Uh, when I buy them clothes, I don't say please wear what I bought you. So you know, I'm I'm not gonna change my habits. You know, um, so when it comes to these chores, uh, get in there and do it. But you know, I've been fortunate though. I got some great kids. I only have to tell them once, and um, you know, at halftime they're eager to do a lot of the stuff anyway. So, um. So I, you know, I don't really have an issue with that 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 piece of it. Okay. And Ray, I know you don't have any kids yet, but what's going to be your approach? 
No, I mean, I would like to just try to set the tone early. I mean, I don't necessarily say do it like past generations, like, you know, my father would do, would mm-hmm. just come in and just, you know, just get an order and that's it. And, you know, mm-hmm. and you forgot to do something and, you know, he pull up and you running all over the yard and grabbing <laughs> lawnmowers and all that because, you know, you got to get stuff straight before, you know, he get in the house. That's all they want to see you doing is running around. That's just a sign of respect. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would try the, the easy approach, you know. I would say please and thank you and stuff like that because you want your kids to, to have some respect. And then if it has to go negative, then it goes negative. Like, didn't I tell you to do this here? And then the threat's got to come and the violence and everything else behind <laughs> it after the fact. But at the beginning, hey, when, when you got whooped, what is it? That's violence. <laughs> so I think that you should talk to them right <laughs> in the first place so then they know how to talk to other people when they go somewhere, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a bad thing. They say, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I forgot, but I'll take care of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I expect that when I come home, you have it done. Okay, I will. Okay, that's the end of it. That sounds nice and smooth. If you come in here and ain't done like you say it was, now it becomes a problem. I, I think you can talk to them, right? And you can still be in charge and you can still, uh, you know, lay the expectation down. Okay. Now, you, let me segue to another point you mentioned. You said um, you mentioned outside the home or insinuated outside the home. So let me ask you this, Ray. Yeah. Should other adults use the same tactics that you do to get your kids to do things? Um, in other words, if you command your kids, should they also be allowed to command your kids, or should they always ask? As far as, like, teachers and things of that nature outside of the home. Well, you can't, well, you can't win nowadays. You're going to have to ask anyway. Uh-huh. And I think... Uh, when you're a teacher, you're dealing with so many different personalities. I think you have to be more forceful because there's always going to be somebody trying to play you or trying to get over on you. Or, you know, see, the laws are set now that they'll fly around in your face all day because they know you can't knock them down like it was 50 years ago. You know, and that's just the way of the world. Everybody knows what the law is now. That's why mm-hmm. you have, you know, things like that going on, but I think if you're a teacher, you have to be more forceful, but you have to um, also talk to the kids with respect, because anything that you say can and will be held against you. So you do have to talk to them with respect. You have no other choice. All right. Buck, what do you think about outside the home? Teachers and other people, um, adults that your children may encounter, do you want them asking your child to do things like action, or should they be able to tell them what to do like like you do? They should be able to tell them what to, you know what to do like I do. Um, simply because I mean, it starts at home. So you know, if I you know, I don't, I the way I do things is really simple. Um, I don't I don't like having to ask twice. If I have to ask twice, then when they get ready to want to do something, like 
Hey, Dad, can I borrow the car because I'm going out on a hot date? Well, that hot date just got cold because your ass walking or you riding the bicycle or skateboard because your dumb ass should have done what well, I told you to do the first time. You know, if I ask you to, if I ask you to cut the damn grass, don't wait till I get home with the grass. You break out the lawnmower once I get to the house and you cut the grass. So guess what? It's too late because if you got if you get off of school at three thirty, that means you get your homework done, you do you do your do what you need to do, and then cut the grass. The grass should already be cut between three thirty and six when I get home. If that grass ain't cut by six o'clock, I ain't gonna say one word to you. Wait till Friday. Hey, I'm going to move my girlfriend. How you gonna get there? Because you ain't taking my shit. You, you didn't cut the grass. You didn't cut the grass when I told you to. It's too damn late now. I said I cut the grass yesterday, and now you now you ready to go. Now you be sitting up there in the house crying or moping or playing video games or some shit while your girl seeing somebody else. Do what I say do when I ask you to. Whether it's wash dishes, wash clothes, make your bed, clean up your trash, whatever it takes. So if it don't get done, I ain't going to run up behind you and tell you a second time. I'm just going to be licking my chops because when it's time for you to want to go do something, I got your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, like, you like when they don't do what you say. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you, do, if you do that a few times, if you do that a few times, those son bitches get right. Because, you know, <laughs> you know, you can ask all three of my son, they'll tell you, you know, yeah, it was funny because it was, it's real funny because, I could get home, you know, that I come home and I don't tell my kids what time I get off. Simply because, you know, the oldest two are definitely tell you. They they call me, they trying to be slick because they trying to pull something on me. Or they'll call call their mama first and they say they say no call me. Think I'm gonna say yes or vice versa. And they say, What time are you getting off? I say, I don't know what time I'm getting off, and I know what time I'm getting off. And I pull up the new son business fucking up, and I'm like, "Yep, see, I told you." And I, hey, I don't say anything. Just going in how, hey, how y'all doing? Y'all doing all right, you know, and all that, and we eat and everything. Wait till Friday. You know, I got some friends coming over. I said these motherfuckers better not come here. They ain't coming up in here. I said you do what I told you to do a couple of days ago. Then they brought. You do that a few times. They get them right. If it don't get them right, then they just that it is what it is. But I don't know how you're going to get there because your ass going to be footing it. You ain't driving. Even if you got your own shit, I ain't going to let you drive it because you didn't do what I told you to do when I asked you to. I don't ask for one damn time. And that's all I should have to ask. Point blank, period. Okay. And uh, Dr. Willis, are chores something that you pay your child to do? Or is an allowance simply a bonus? I kind of mix the two. Um, I definitely will pay um, because, for the simple fact, I also want to teach them about finances at early age. So mm-hmm. um, when they don't do something that I want them to do, then I start docking from their pay. They got to understand how that works, too. When you don't work, you don't eat. So um, I kind of incorporate <laughs> it as both. You know, um, you know, they get an allowance or they get, you know, they get paid for what they do. And, uh you know, well, I call it an allowance. I don't really give them. They don't, pay, they don't get paid for what they do. They get the allowance, but I make it seem as if they're getting paid to do their chores. And uh, if it don't get done, then they get docked on their pay. I don't like I said. I don't argue, and I do. I agree with Ray. Uh, you start when you start early with your children. Uh, you don't. You tend to not usually run into those problems later on in life, anyway. 
And, uh, you know, I started early. Um, I made it seem like, you know, doing the chores was pretty fun, you know, watching dishes, singing and shit, and, you know, they thought it was cool. And so until they got old enough to realize that, you know, hey, this ain't really that cool like that and made it, but, you know, it's too late now. So, um, uh, you know, I, I just I, I incorporate a little bit of everything um, to try to teach them. You know, I use everything as a teaching moment. They get paid, then they understand that, hey, you work for what you want. If you don't work, you don't eat, you get, you know, you get your paid doc, so on and so forth. Okay. And, Crystal, do you teach your kids how to do all the chores? Uh, like, you had a boy and a girl, so do you teach the boy, you know, your son to do masculine chores and the girl feminine chores, or do you teach them everything? Well, no, you teach them everything, you know. I mean, uh, well, with my son and daughter, they were so far apart, you know, that he had to do everything until she finally grew up enough <laughs> to mm-hmm. do some of the other stuff that he had to do. But, you know, um, I think that when he became a teenager, uh, there were things, because of who I am, that he did that were considered, I guess, guy things to do. I mean, he, he was responsible for the garbage, even though I took it out or my daughter took it out. Um, he knew if it didn't get taken out, it fell on him because that's his main responsibility, plus other things that were mainly guy stuff. But um, And that's just the way I run things. But as far as I just wanted to comment on Bobby, I don't pay my kids to do shit. Pay? What the hell is that? I don't even understand that concept. I'm sorry. I've heard about it. I've read about it. I've seen the research. I think it's really interesting um, and it's fascinating. But um, hell no. You do this because that's what the fuck I told you to do. That's the end of the conversation. And you live here. And and I don't know if it's because I was a single mother and that we all had to chip in and do shit. I mean, there is no compromise. And My kids have never got that. I've always been a single mother, and they just don't. They just don't get it. it's. I'm telling you, it's Generation X, the entitled well, no, you're right. generation. You're right. You're, you know, and it does have to do with the personality of a kid because as soon as my daughter became a teenager, all hell broke loose in our house. He thought I was killing the motherfucker every night. But, you know, that's just because she had a different personality, which she had a crazy personality like my personality, and we clashed most of the time. We still do sometimes because, you know, she's a female and, you know, they're crazy. But, you know, I mean, but in the end, you do what I say do, period. That's just the way I run my house. Now, maybe if there was a guy around to go, now, baby, you need to calm down. Let me take this. Let me handle this. Then maybe, you know, it would have been a nicer situation. But, no, I don't, I don't believe in that. And I just do it the way I was raised, and it's more of a disciplinarian type of situation. This is what you do, period. That's the end of the conversation. It's, you know, Buck says point blank, period. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's it. I mean, there is no discussion. And the Damn first thing someone tries to discuss with me why do I got to do this? I see you now. You lost your mind. Because now you're talking back to me. You're asking me. It don't matter what the fuck I said. You just do it. And if you want to research on why you're doing this, then you be my guest. But you're not going to get that from me because I don't give a fuck. I told you to do something. That's the end of the conversation. Period. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, so that's yeah. the way I was I raised. And not everybody's like that. I know this probably. 
some really good parenting tips out there that make yeah. for better, more healthy kids. Um, my kids haven't murdered anybody that I know of, and if they, you know, they've been around me, maybe they know how to hide it really well. Then they haven't, you know, done anything that I know about or that the police know about. So, you know, that's good. It's all good. I think I did my job. <laughs> that means you either raise good criminals or good kids. Hey, whatever works, as long as you don't go to jail for long. You know, you get out of here. <laughs> get more than six months. Yeah, get more all than right. six months. <laughs> <laughs> right. On tomorrow's show, um, Zone Coverage returns. And um, a lot of the show was centered around uh, boxing and, and Muhammad Ali. The young brothers are beyond, so you know when the young brothers are on, we'll talk boxing. Uh, unfortunately, weren't able to get Tony Weeks or Kenny Bayless. They're uh, going to be on flights heading to the Hall of Fame on tomorrow. But uh, we'll talk the NBA Finals. We'll talk about Muhammad Ali, Kimbo Slice. Um, any football news is out there. We'll do our thing tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern on zone coverage and then next Tuesday we'll be back here with current events and relationship discussions next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern go to talk to Q.com to get more information and sign up for the newsletter so we'll go with final thoughts final thoughts you can discuss um, and people can answer that last question as well as far as do you teach boys masculine chores only and women feminine chores only if you want to chime in but you can discuss that you can discuss the Stanford rape case, and um, you can discuss what the cleaning lady said to the younger cleaning lady about not speaking to uh, the tenants of the building. So, um, Amy, I'll go ahead and I'll start with you. I wanted to to comment just a little bit more on the judge in this case. Mm-hmm. If this were my if this were my daughter and this kid only got six months in jail or whatever. I think that I would hire an attorney and have do what take measures to see about looking into some of his other cases that that are you know uh, similar or just in just general rape cases and stuff like that and see what he you know what what his sentencing was in in those um you know i don't i don't like the stigma of white privilege i hate having that stigma but i understand you know why um you know people think that i don't think the comments removed from facebook and stuff were probably meant as a white privilege thing what i but i do think that there's a strong case for white white privilege in his or rich kids privilege, white kids privilege, whatever you want to call it, in the rendering of his decision. Because y'all know this would have been a whole different ball game had that boy been black and she was white. I hate to speculate, but but I would um, agree with you. <laughs> um. So. You know, I, I just I think that the family needs to see about looking into some uh, you know some other cases that he's 
um, hadn't didn't you say he's been a judge for years? Um, I don't know how long he's been a judge. To be honest with you. And, and he's up for real Well, I think he's committed political suicide. But if he runs unopposed, but I guarantee somebody will come out of the woodwork and run against him. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So, all right, yeah, anything else? Um, no, uh, it's good to talk to everybody. Always uh, love listening to uh, Crystal and Ray go at it. <laughs> They're such strong personalities. Oh, gosh. Okay, okay. Glad to have you back on. Appreciate any time we hear your voice. Hey, and Crystal, there's some, there's some news going on in Detroit right now. Well, there always is. Why? What's going on? Speaking of white privilege, hey, speaking of white privilege, you might want to call, you might could call this black privilege. Black Uh-oh. privilege. This boy uh, shot a cop and uh, the the whole police force was pissed off because he got uh, a real white bail. They said his bail really low. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to check that out. I haven't heard it um, <laughs> yet today. So. Mm. All right. Well, maybe Thank that's you, something Amy. you can talk about on your show, Q. Yeah. What's that? that? Turn it around. What she just said, the difference between oh, white okay. privilege and black privilege. Actually, um, D.L. Hughley was talking a little bit about that today, about just instead of privilege, calling it biases that we all have. So I thought that was kind of an interesting topic he had today. But anyway. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. Yep. Yeah, it's like um, when it comes to the whole – white privilege thing. Um, I mean, you have some people who don't think it exists. You have some people who don't think it's all that bad. Then you have some people who think it applies to everything. Uh, it's very difficult to find a balance. Um, but it is an interesting discussion, that's for sure. And it does exist, if you ask me. But uh, I wouldn't apply it to everything, but that's something we can discuss in the future. But, uh, Buck, I'll go ahead and let you go next, man. Your final thoughts? Great show as always. Glad to have Amy calling in tonight. Glad to you know be back in the big people. Um lot of lot of strong opinions tonight on the show. And that's you know, that's one of the reasons why we have it, you know. Um as far as the the, the last topic, um uh it's just that uh shouldn't have to ask any you shouldn't have to ask your kids to do anything they should be able to do the, you should do what you ask them to when you ask them um if not they got to they got to suffer the, the ultimate consequences and uh you know pay the price i mean you we all try to you know we try to there's a delicate balance that we all have to follow and there's no instruction books on how to raise your kids but the bottom line down here we put down here to you know if you have kids um, you, you got to make sure that they they follow the you know rules and regulations that you have in the household. Um, they don't don't follow the rules. I you know I ain't asking them twice. They gonna they gonna do it if I ask them one time. They better get done the way I ask them to do it. Don't wait till I get home to start doing what I ask you to do because it's too freaking late at that point. You will pay the price, and that's the way. And that's where you, you know you can't be friends to your kids. You got to be parents. And that's where a lot of parents go wrong these days, and that's why you got stupid shit like timeouts and throwing them up in corners and 
putting them in the wall and all that shit. If you're going to put them in the wall, you better put them up against the wall. Throw, throw their ass against the wall and make their ass do what you're supposed to be doing because I, I, otherwise, you know, they're going to be out there doing devilment when they, you know, when they, you know, when it really when it really counts, and then, you know, they end up paying the price for going to jail or being killed or something like that. So you have to be a parent. You cannot be a friend to your children. And that's where, you know, you, can't, you spare the rod, you spoil the child. And, I mean, not, not everybody has to, you know, everybody's different. So you, everybody got, got a way of doing things. But ultimately, you have to be, you have to make sure you do a, you know, be stern and make sure they follow the instructions that as you, you know, see see fit in your household. That doesn't mean abuse your kids, but what it does mean is make sure that they do it, what is asked of them, and, you know, they should grow up to be, you know, be, you know, good in the society. At least that's what we hope for. But great show as always. Glad to have so many people on tonight. Glad to have, you know, Bobby Willis calling in as well. So everybody enjoy the rest of your week. Okay. Thank you, sir. And Dr. Willis? All right. First of all, thanks for the little book. Um, I would say um, as far as I, I think Amy was hitting on it, but she, she didn't quite nail it. But I think what the issue is, the underlying <laughs> issue with the, thing with, with, the, with the judge is that um, affluenza is what's about to uh, become big right now. And I think that they're showing us right now this this whole case really um that you know even though it's infuriating the rape is secondary to what the real issue is right now they're uh, they're starting to apply affluenza to every uh case where they may have somebody who has uh who may be um a defendant who has money and I'm pretty sure these judges are taking you know money under the table and stuff because uh, there's no way i mean any nat- rational and sane person would give these sentences that they're getting unless they're getting some kind of kickback or something. So now they're trying, they're finding a way to incorporate affluenza uh, as a major uh, force to be reckoned with in our society. So what's going to happen is more, more rich white kids are going to get off and everything else is still going to be, you know, filling, uh, filtering into the system, uh, into the pipeline. So, uh, I don't understand why they haven't challenged this this affluenza uh, phenomenon yet. It's a major violation of the fourteenth uh, the fourteenth amendment, the equal uh, protection clause in that amendment, and, um, and 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 of course I don't want any of these animals to get out for free. But if I was a if I was a rapist in California convicted, I would appeal and have my case taken to the Supreme Court because I, I'm in that state and I did not get the same protection um, that 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 rapist got and then if i was a victim i would say hey you know you guys you're not giving me equal protection under the law either so both sides can can just nail the courts with this this particular situation so i don't understand why it hasn't happened yet uh and and last but not least as far as the the thing with the kids and stuff um i don't i don't pay my kids to do chores either but i do what i do like i said i i pay them Give them an allowance, but I tie their tours into it. So um, that's and that's only because I want to teach them finances. Uh, you know, life lessons are more than just you know punishment. They need to know a little bit more than just what punishment is in society. They need to know how to manage their money. They need to know, need to know what happens when they don't 
you know, work when they don't manage the money right or when something, you know, they need to know all of these things. So I like to try to give them a whole gamut of life life lessons, you know, uh, in, in a seamless um, fashion. So, yeah, I'm not paying them to, to do their chores, but they're getting allowances, and I tie that in with their chores sometimes. And uh, that's all I got. Uh, it was good hearing from everybody, and I, I was able, to, you know, I'm glad I was able to catch the rest of the show. All right, I was glad to have you on, man. Appreciate that. Thank you. And Ray. Yeah, great show tonight. I mean, it's great to uh, hear Amy and you know Bobby call in, and you know we we got it going pretty much tonight. I'm gonna try to end on a on a softer approach. I'm gonna try to, but um, you know it, it's a thing where I believe that. If you can't convict everybody. Now, I want to start off by saying that rape is one of the worst crimes that can be committed. But we can't put innocent people in jail. What is the saying goes? It's better let 10 guilty men go free than put one innocent man in. But I believe, hey, this guy may have done something wrong. And if he did, six months is not enough. But we all know how it goes. If Peyton Manning kills somebody tomorrow, he's not doing the 30 years. We're going to blame it on CTE and we're going to blame it on something else. You know, psychiatric war for three or four years, he's going to be at. That's just the way it goes when you have money. Yeah. And everybody said, well, we disagree and everything else. This guy's in Stanford. He's not playing on nobody's football field, so he got to have some money to go over there. Yeah, it's that money. Not saying that it's right, but that's the way it goes. And, you know, it's it's disappointing. And for victims out there, I would encourage all young ladies, when you're partying, set a drink minimum because things like this can happen. Just like getting behind the wheel and doing things that you shouldn't do. You know, you have to try and, and learn from those situations before, you know, Something happens, and that's all I was saying. But as far as um, white privilege goes, you know, we know how that goes. Look on your job. All the white folks got the big jobs. It's like that everywhere. You know, look around, you know, one or two blacks maybe over here got this or that, but nobody sees a problem with that. You got 60 white folks, they got the jobs. You black and you qualified or whatever, you you know, you a level is so lower than you should be because, you know, it's it's a white privilege thing. Same thing mm-hmm. when you go to court, it's a white privilege thing. And, you know, that's that's the way it goes. Can we fight to change that? Hey, it, it ain't going to change no time soon. As far as paying your kids to do chores, I don't feel like there's nothing wrong with that because you want – a child to have an incentive and give them a few dollars to make them a better person or make them more responsible. I don't have a problem with that. I think um, it's a good thing. I don't think you necessarily have to pay them to do it, but if you reward them, because a lot of parents buying Air Jordans and buying cars and some of the times when they drive, they ain't making no grades. They don't have no work ethic. They they, they're not doing nothing they're supposed to be doing. But they're doing everything they're supposed to be doing, 
I think if your kids make A's or B's coming out of school, you want to get them a car once they graduate, no problem. Because they did what they were supposed to do. You want to give them a new iPhone when it comes out or something like that, no problem. You do your chores around the house. You don't have to pay them to do it, but you should reward them and let them know that you appreciate them. I don't think everything has to be a strong-arm contest. That's how mm-hmm. they did it 30 years ago, and I love my parents dearly, but I think it could have been done different in a lot of ways. So, but I look forward to the next one. All right. I appreciate it, man. Right. Good stuff as usual. Right. Crystal, shut it down. Okay, sorry. Um, well, you know, I think uh, as far as the, you know, the rape thing, I always get a little crazy when it comes to, you know, matters of rape because I was a victim a few times and and just men in general, you know. I always go to the offense or the defense or whatever, all of it. So, you know, we're a reality TV show and everybody loves it, as, you know, Amy says, you know, just, just listen and enjoy. But, um, <laughs> and as far as the, you know, the judge, you know, I mean, I think if we're going to talk about affluenza, you know what, fine. But let's talk about ghettoitis. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that. You are, you come out of, you know, rough neighborhood or situation. It may not be the hood, quote unquote, whatever that means. Uh, but, you know, you come out of a situation where you're basically, you know, you have PTSD. And, and you don't, you know, you don't know how, how to act any other way. And so, so some of those situations that they're talking about on the other side of it of affluenza. You know, they make decisions based on that lifestyle. Well, there are people who make decisions and land in jail or whatever because of pure ghettoitis. And it may it may not even lead you into jail. It just may lead you into making choices in your life where you um, you don't achieve certain things because, mm-hmm. you know, you feel that you can't anyway. You know, that kind of a thing. I've seen that happen many times with people. They talk themselves out of stuff. So... I mean, it it is all about how we are raised. But in this situation with this judge, I think Amy and, um, you know, Dr. Bob um, talked about uh, how you you definitely should go after this judge. This judge, you know, should be looked at. And I like the fact that you should look at everything that he's done because he's obviously is a person who's very biased in a very bad way, you know, where he does not, you know, just look at this kid. I mean, it's like he looked at himself and said, you know, I'm not going to mess up his life, you know. Maybe somebody did that for him. Who knows? You know, not mm-hmm. maybe not something as, as strenuous as rape, but maybe someone gave him a shot. So he feels like he has to give this guy a shot because maybe he looks in, in his courtroom and he sees all these, you know, horrible people, kids coming out of nothing and, you know, just doing all these horrible things. But here's this little clean-cut kid who just made a mistake, you know, just partying too hard or whatever. I mean, in his head, you know. So I think, yeah, I think he should be looked at, and I think he should be disbarred. Um, and speaking of being disbarred, I really do think that um, Buck should have a new name. I think hmm. we should call Buck um, Esquire, Buck Esquire, because you're like a politician. <laughs> you know, you know, Ray was right. You know, you, your answer is always is like that. 
you know, you could be on both sides. Everybody go, yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, every time. It is hilarious how you do that. But you should be a politician. You should run for, you know, your local congressman or something. I don't know. But you should do that. Um, hilarious. And as far as um, what I said, what I had to do about kids, you know, that's just the way I was raised and that's the way I raised my kids and it's the way I look at it. You know, I don't have any kind of, there was no tag team here, you know, so I just did the best I could. And, and, you know, as far as me, you know, I'm a walking cautionary tale. So my kids saw it firsthand. They didn't have to ask, why shouldn't I do that? (laughs) You know, they'd say, what what, Mm -hmm. wouldn't what wouldn't mom do? Did mom do it that way? Okay, let's not do it that way. Let's let's be smarter. Let's do it this way. Because that didn't turn out too good, as we all witnessed. So, you know, so I, mm. I think my kids learned that way, you know. But, hey, that's a part of that. That's a part of life. A lot of kids, you know, you ask them, well, how did they get out of the ghetto? How did they, why did you succeed and the other person didn't? Well, my, because I probably was looking at something and said, I, I can't do that, you know. And that's why they succeeded because they decided I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to live that way or whatever. So, so that was, that was, those were my parenting skills. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, good show. And of course, love hearing Amy, love hearing another, you know, estrogen based carbon, you know, person. It's, it's, mm-hmm. I love hearing other women on this show because it's just like, Testosterone flying in my face all the time. So I love Q, so I come on and I take the abuse because that's how much I love Q. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. It is appreciated. It is appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I take the black eyes for you, dude. Verbal gymnastics, that's all. (laughs) <laughs> exactly, yeah. I take it all. I'm on the mat. I'm bleeding, and, you know, you guys are laughing in the background, you know, <laughs> drinking beers or some shit or whatever the fuck you guys do, talking about the game. So, but that's okay. <laughs> I brush myself off, and I come back again each week. That's right. what we love about you. You keep getting off the mat, just like Ollie did. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome to talk some sports with us tomorrow. Oh, hell no, man. But I would say about Muhammad Ali, I mean, of course, I, lo- I love him. I love his, um, the way he was, his forcefulness, his, his um, a lot of his confidence that we saw was just, it was all about the boxing, you know, it was about mm-hmm. how, that's how you got your opponent. It was just amazing the way he did things and the things that he's on the other side of boxing, his real life where he, he fought for things. And I thought that was, he was just an amazing person. And what was interesting, I don't know if anybody watched the TV show um, 30 Days, 60 Days In. Anybody watch that? Yeah, I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you know, I his daughter was on there. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was crazy. I didn't really care for her. Okay. But anyway, she was on that show, so it was kind of interesting. But, um, yeah, good show. Thank you very much, ma'am. And Ali, um, a lot of people don't know what he did outside the ring. I mean, the guy that was instrumental with the release of 15 U.S. hostages from Iraq back around 19, what, 92 or something, I think. I can't remember. Uh, so, I mean, he was a humanitarian. He he did a lot of things. 
that a lot of people aren't aware of. And I, I just think that he was, like I said, he was my first favorite athlete. You know, when I was growing up, um, he was the first athlete that I just decided I was going to follow. And it was towards the end of his career when I really started remembering him. Um, I was probably about five or six years old um, in the late 70s. But I did get to see him fight quite a bit. And, uh, of course, I've seen a lot of his fights in my adult life. And he was great inside and outside the ring. His charisma has really paved the way for a lot of people we see today. I mean, the outburst that Richard Sherman had a few years ago um, in the NFC Conference game where he said, I'm the best player in the game. And, uh, I mean, everyone compared that to Ali. You know, Ali set the stage for trash talking. He set the stage for athletes making predictions. And, you know, I'm not saying he was necessarily the first, but he was the most famous. And um, he was known all over the world back in the 70s before, well, back in really the late 60s and early 70s, before the Internet, well before the Internet, um, there were going to be basically two people for sure you were going to know worldwide. And that was uh, Muhammad Ali and the Pope. And um, that's an amazing feat considering there was no internet back then. So we'll get into that tomorrow. I appreciate you all coming on this evening with a spirited discussion. Uh, I like that term verbal gymnastics. I'm going to use that again sometime in the future, right? And so my thanks to thecrystalshow.com for being a supporter and to all the people on Twitter who contributed. And on Facebook, there were a lot of comments on Facebook I didn't get a chance to get to. Um, so you can go there to my Thank Q Facebook page, and that's Q-U-E. And you can um, search what I put on the wall and read some of the comments to some of the questions that were asked here on the show. Go to TalkToQ.com to get more show information. Sign up for my newsletter. You subscribe to it. You get a... Notice of upcoming shows in your email inbox on the day of a show. I hope everyone has a great night. I will talk to you all tomorrow if you enjoy sports. For those who don't, I will talk to you all next week on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy, and this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Call it, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. <laughs> Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.